out just so you understand it this is coach carvel bailey's program with the spirit of bob hamrick this is Bless the Ball, helping athletes, and we represent. Study your craft, your mentality leads to excellence. It's all about your mindset. We'll never stop addressing this, so be positive and not a pessimist. Confidence took James Harden higher. If you really want it, it ain't gonna be easy. It's gonna be hard as carbon fiber, but we got you. From counseling to workshops, we do it. You'll go farther with a scholarship. We'll help you get recruited. Yo, anyone can dribble and shoot, but it's the ones who study basketball internally that make it to Duke University. Knowledge goes around. The game is played from the neck up and not from the shoulders down. This is Bless the Ball, helping you with obstacles. The athletes are the rocket. Bless the Ball is the rocket fuel. If you hit a wall, we can help you slowly climb it. So keep a mamba mentality like Kobe Bryant. Bless the Ball. Cherish the opportunities that you have. Bless the Ball. Use your mentality to master the crowd. Bless the Ball. Come join our team. It's a new day. Follow our steps and watch how much better you play. Bless Cherish the opportunities that you have. Bless the ball. Use your mentality to master the craft. Bless the ball. Come join our team. It's a new day. Follow our steps and watch how much better you play. Yo, Coach Carvel Bailey. Hey, listen to your coach, man. He ain't no scrub off the street. That man got credentials, academic and street. Believe it. And my name is Strategic. Good evening, good evening, good evening. How you doing? This is Coach Carvel Bailey, and I want to welcome you to a special Christmas Eve edition of Life and Basketball, the podcast show. And so um, on this show, right, if this is your first time joining us, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to really the number one uh, athletic and personal development show that's out here today. But on this show, we talk about how life and basketball are synergistic. And we always talk about how a little orange ball has oftentimes changed and or saved the lives of so many people. And on this show, we like to bring on athletes, former athletes, coaches, former coaches, officials, former officials, as well as those individuals that's just been instrumental in this game that we all love called basketball. And so on today, on today, I want to bring back a veteran, a veteran of the show, but also a veteran in this game that we call basketball. All right. But before I do, I'll let you know that the show is being sponsored by Bless the Ball Consorting Group, LLC, as well as understanding life through the game of basketball. You can go um, wherever books are sold, right? You can go to Amazon, you can go to Lulu, um, or you can just reach out to me if you want to purchase your book. Um, but I'm not going to um, be any longer, right? I want to bring my guests out because we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to catch up on in a little bit of time. And so this individual, um, again, is a veteran in his coaching game a veteran in his coaching game, but also a veteran just to the game of basketball, right? An amazing athlete himself. Um, he understands student athletes and he has been a winner. He's been a winner wherever he goes, right? Um, and so I want to introduce to some and present to most, right? Mr. Chasing Greatness himself, Coach Andre Bell. Dre, how you doing, my brother? What's going go. on, Carvel? 
Man, how you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. Doing amazing. Uh, always. It's always a pleasure to have you with me, man, because I already know how this show is about to be just with tons and tons of information, education, and jewels. So before we get started, man, um, I'm going to just let you, right, um, just, just introduce yourself to the people um, and just let them know exactly, you know, a little bit about who is Andre Bell, the person. We'll get into the coach. Um, well, I think um, in a nutshell, just um, just a hard worker. Um, I want to take advantage of uh, every opportunity that was given to me and using my upbringing and background for that, you know, coming from the streets of Chicago, you know, growing up in a tough environment, an area where everything was earned, not given, and um, just blue collared. You know, I didn't come from where some coaches, you know, no knock to nobody had to get in the game, but, you know, mine's had to come from hard work, earning a reputation, building a reputation, having a good name, and just want to do things the right way. You know, I believe in working for a living. You know, you got to put the work in to be good at what you love to do. And I just love basketball. It changed my life. You know, the people I met in basketball is still a part of my life today, whether that's Coach Pat Smith for Hall of Fame and Mr. Eugene Henry from Chicago High School coach. And uh, those guys opened the doors for me and they're still in the corner with me as well. So, you know, family driven, um, so just, I don't know, I'm just one of those guys who just believe work for a living, you know, and, and help others. You know, I believe I was put on this earth to serve and not be served. So what can I do to use the game of basketball to do what it did for me? And it changed my life. Now, everybody not going to come up from a tough background, but everybody got a way that they need people. And I feel like basketball is my ministry to do that for others. So just a hard right. work, you know, dedicated to the game and to others and try to put myself last and take care of other people. I think everything else in this game of basketball will come for me when it's time. Okay. Okay. Man, you, you, um, you know, you said a lot in a little bit of time, um, you know, and I'm always taking notes. Right? And, you know, if, if, if you are not taking notes, you probably definitely want to go get your pen and paper so that you can take notes on this show today. But, you know, you 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 talked about a couple of things, Coach, and then we're going to get into it. But you spoke on it being earned, not given, right? Um, and just being blue collar. Like, can can you speak on that a little bit more? Like, how important is that in, in not only life, but in today's game of basketball? You know, because you got so much, you got AUs or, you know, you got – you know, a lot of athletes, a lot of parents want things, a lot of coaches, right? But they they want things for free. But like when you talk about earn, not given, um, can you break that down a little bit? Well, as you, as you well know from knowing me, like um, I I never play AAU basketball. Um, yeah. I started out playing basketball in the streets, in the streets of Chicago at the parks, on their side rims, on crates. Um and some people, however, was, if you play for me, we got these shoes for you. We got this for you. We got that for you. And me, I didn't go to the gym with a gym bag. I tied my shoes in a knot, put them around my neck, 
and I walked from 119th to 112th to social center. And um, that's just who I was. You know, I wanted to yeah. just make sure I had uh, where a place to play basketball versus a place to have somebody come and pick me up every single day. So I didn't have that ride everybody had to be picked up. You know, I walked. You know, I yeah. got to, I got to where I needed to be, whether I took the bus. And I went to school when I graduated Finger High School in 2000. I went to school up north at um, mm. Wilbur Wright on Montrose and Narragansett. And that's a bus from 107th in Vincennes to 95th to the L station from the red line to the blue line and another bus. Yeah. So I just tried to work and get to where I had to get to. And rain, sleet, hail, snow, I wanted to get to school and just do what I had to do. You know, I didn't make excuses and I didn't need nobody else to do it for me, you know, and I got a lot of that from my mother. I mean, she yeah. never made excuses. She just got the job done. And mm. it wasn't about, well, if we have more money or if you have more people around, if you had uh, a father to tell you to do this and do that, it would have been better for you. It didn't matter. I just yeah. was going to get it done. And some people had that. Mm. And I didn't. So I didn't want to use my lack of as a crutch. Mm. And I wanted to make sure I um, put myself in position to you know, just go at it and whatever happened, you know, whatever failures, you know, whatever successes, I just kept working hard and never looked back for it. That's amazing, man. Now, now you, you talk about no excuses. Um, how, how, you know, and things not being a crutch, you know, you putting shoes around your neck, which is old school, right? You either put them over your shoulder, put them around your neck. You ain't even got a bag. You know, you're you're walking seven blocks to and from social center, um, which that within itself, um, we don't really have in to today's climate, you know, with athletes can, you know, teenagers can go places and they can have an outlet, you know. But then as you talked about, you you know, you getting on from the south side all the way to the tip of the north side of Chicago, almost where you in like Evanston Skokie. Right. Um, each and every day. And me, you know, being a head coach at Truman College, I understand that up north travel. But as you said, like no excuses, rain, sleet, hail, snow, cold, hot, whatever. You had to, you know, get on the bus, get on the train, get on another bus or another train, like not making excuses. And let's just jump right into it, man. How is excuses really hurting athletes of today i feel like there's always a reason not to do and mm. i had a question asked to me when a parent we was talking and it's like you know they was mentioning that you know the truth and yeah. my statement was well although you have raised your child to speak their mind and tell the truth Right. Are they prepared to hear it? Because mm -hmm. you can tell the truth. Yeah. Now, when you're being told the truth, it's a game changer. Because now when you got kids complaining about, well, we practice too long or it's too hot or just why and why not, just do it. Mm -hmm. And what if you didn't have it? And I think COVID 
has played a major role and somehow it's came important because when you take people away from each other, when you took the game of basketball away from people, basketball, football, soccer, golf, whatever that was, then they start to realize like a simple hug, a simple handshake, mm -hmm. a simple face-to-face -face conversation. Mm -hmm. Then they start to realize like, and I used to take that stuff for granted. I wish I could be in the gym. I wish coach can yell at me right now. So mm -hmm. I think it's kind of opened some eyes to people to just take things more serious because it can be taken away from them at any point. And you can complain all you want, but when you don't have it and it's taken away from you and you don't know when it's coming back, then what are you going to say? So I treat every day as if it could be my last. I coach every single day. Win or lost, like I won or lost my last game. I try to yeah. coach as if I lost my last game because yeah. there's nothing more important than the investment in having stuff that can be taken away from you. Mm. And I don't take that for granted. And so when I say when you make excuses, it creates no value because you don't have to do that. It's okay, baby, stay home. Well, yeah. it's not okay because you should be there because right. others are counting on you. Then you got coaches, when these kids make those excuses, now it becomes a talent deal. Oh, well, he averaged 20 points a game, or she averaged this, or they were the best players on the high school team, or best players in college then. Okay, great. But what happens when real life comes? Because mm. real life says rent due. Got to pay mm. rent. Car mm -hmm. notes. Kids got to eat. Like So real life ain't going to say it's okay. Eviction. Repo. Mm -hmm. You know, so we got to prepare people for getting things done, no matter how long it take. And the struggle for myself, I believe, is my separator because I know what that feels like. Yeah. And I know what I remind myself. If I don't work, I can always go back to nothing. And I'm not going back to that because I vow to be the best version of myself every single day. Man, that's powerful. You, you, you know, again, you said a lot, man. You know, hey, I told y'all, you ain't got your paper and pen. You're going to miss out, right? If you ain't got your paper and pen to take notes, you're going to miss out. I was watching a show yesterday, man. I think it's called The Price of Winning, a The Price of Being a Champion. And it was this prep school out of Baltimore, and it was a, a football school. And like they didn't have like locker rooms at their stadiums and all that. Like they got dressed like outside and everything. And the guy was speaking to what you were saying. He was like, Ain't no team in the country as tough as us based on what we have to deal with. And so when you talk about how excuses have crippled a lot of athletes today, because by making excuses, they're ultimately saying that it's OK as well as, you know, to, that it's OK to not follow through one, but also that they believe that they have another opportunity at this thing. And so by you saying like, what if you don't have it? And that's simple yet is so profound because what we've seen over the last two years is a lot of people just haven't had it, you know, um, even now, you know, and I don't necessarily, I've, I've already dated the broadcast Christmas Eve, but, you know, here in Chicago, like there are teams that, that, you know, are pulling out of Christmas tournaments because of, 
you know, the the you know, the uptick right now. And so a lot of people don't have it, right? They aren't going to, it's going to be some seniors that aren't going to have a chance to play in a Christmas tournament, you know, but how much are they appreciating that last game that they played? Right. You know, as, as opposed to saying, well, I'm going to give my best performance the next time. And I think making excuses allow for people to say, as you say, you're going to be your best self each and every day. Well, that's because you understand that it can be taken away. And if parents allow for their athletes to make excuses or if coaches allow for their athletes to make excuses or if parents and coaches make excuses for their athlete, they're ultimately doing them a disservice. Because at any given day, as you said, like, what if you don't have it? And then, you know, another thing I want you to, you know, talk, you know, you spoke on it, like telling the truth. People say that they may want the truth. You know, and it goes back to the Jack Nicholson um, movie, right? Or the Jack uh, Nicholas movie when, you know, he like, uh, I, I think it was A Few Good Men. When he like, you can't handle the truth. That's what I heard when you said that. You know, when the parent like, well, they do they really want the truth? You know, us here being from Chicago and the city of players, you know, guys used to always be like, baby, I ain't lying to you. You know, because or... Cause, or I'm lying to you because I care about you. You know what I'm saying? We've all heard people say that, right? I'm lying to you because I care about you. Because if I tell you the truth, you probably can't handle it. And why do you think a lot of parents or athletes just can't handle the truth? They always want to know, well, coach, man, you know, coach, how come my kid ain't playing? Or coach, you know, what is my kid doing wrong? Why do you think that they can't handle the truth, Dre? I just think uh, it starts at home. It starts with accountability. Uh, it starts with um, understanding that when sports happen in your life, because everybody got an opportunity to go to school. I mean, that's 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 almost like the easy part to just go to school, you know. And but when you start involving sports and other people, you know, and people who care about. So my motto is this. So let's just 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 be frank with it. Anybody. At this point, anywhere I've ever been, but even at Stevens College, I want my players to be valued as people first. So mm. in that value becomes this. Do you make sure you know who you're recruiting versus what? What means double-double, can really shoot it, long athletic, run, get up and down the court, totally fine. Now, who though? Who are you recruiting? So if I'm recruiting your daughter in this essence, what am I doing to show them that I'm creating value in them? Am I getting to know them? What connection am I making? Do I accept who they are, what they come with, what they've been through, and make sure they know, if I don't, don't come play for me. I've told multiple recruits this already. If this thing is just about basketball, Stevens is not the place for you. It's got to be about me and you connecting and teaming up with your family and the people that's important to you. So when they make this decision and when you go to them to make this important decision, it's going to be because we invested time in you. We invested in the people that's important to you. So now 
when the hard work happens and the hard coaching takes effect, you won't have behind, well, coach don't like me, or I'm not playing well and coach not playing me. You're going to be able to say, it's got to be me because this guy, he meets with us once a week or every other two weeks to make sure we're talking about life. We're talking about what's going on with my family. We're talking about the things I need to clean up to become a better basketball player, a better person. We're talking about academics. We're talking about what you need so we can put them in position to be successful because now when I say I ain't good enough, you ain't playing hard enough. I show you every single day on film for practice and for games why these people play more, why you play less, but I'm also giving you a chance to see you're not competing hard enough. And I'm going to tell you that. And I'm not going to whisper it to you. Right. We may pull you to the side and say it. I may say it right there at the moment, but we're going to put it on the table and it's up to you to take care of the business. And it's not ever going to be based off just talent. Right. I believe that in sports, for me, which is basketball, basketball is the connection. Now that we got the connection, I see, okay, this is somebody I identify with from a style of play athleticism and talents and things of that nature. Now, do that person fit? What is the talent? Who is the person? What do they bring? Because when I recruit, I want to surround my coaches and my players with like-minded people who got those same values. And how do we instill them every single day? We must tell them the truth. So they won't say, man, those guys lied to me, man. So that's what's going to make it different. So when I say tell them the truth, are you telling them what they need to hear no matter how they how they look at it, but they know, like, if I go to Coach Bell, I can tell him anything. I can talk about my personal life, and he's going to tell me the truth. And then he'll say, what do I need to do to help you in this situation from an understanding? And I believe this, too. With that truth comes two of the most important things we were ever given, and those were ears. There's a reason God gave us two ears and one mouth. Young people need you to listen to them. So once they explain it, hmm. what are you doing to now as a leader, not have that? Oh, it's okay. I'm not worried about that, Greg. You can drop that class. Oh, don't worry about that. We ain't gonna bring it up to nobody else. No, we're gonna we're gonna deal with this. So now, when when it comes to you in real life, you now have somebody that's modeled that behavior to tell you that ain't good enough. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. That's yeah. not for you. That's not for this program. So now with that truth becomes a great chance to make it in life, not just in basketball. Man, that's amazing, man. And you, you, you're recruiting the person and not the athlete. You know, we talk about this a lot on this podcast show, just parents have to understand that if the coach is only recruiting to your point, the athlete run and run far away because there's going to be adversity as you said when the coach when you tell your athlete something you're going to tell them loud or in your own way and loud don't mean mean but but they're going to know that that you mean what you say and you say what you mean but they first have to understand that you care about them you know it's an old john maxwell quote that says people don't know people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and now when that adversity hits your athletes can know well coach bell really care about me as a person and to the point to where he can separate he can separate the athlete from the individual 
And so now, and and the thing that you said that I want everybody to pay attention to, and on Wednesday, right, a couple of days ago, I actually did a lunch and learn about the three things that parents and athletes aren't paying attention to, but they should. And that was the mental aspect, the emo the social aspect, as well as the emotional aspect of basketball. And what you said, man, is young people want people to listen to them. Yeah. So how can you really help me as an athlete if I'm attempting to tell you more about me or what's going on with me? Oh, you know, oh, Carvel, you missing these layups. Are you doing well? Coach, I ain't eight in two days. You know what I'm saying? Or my mom and daddy fighting at the crib. Yeah. Well, I just lost some loved ones. Right. But if I can't come to you and be able to talk to you and know that you're going to listen to me as a person and not just focus on me as an athlete, man, I, I, I don't give a damn if you ate. I ain't worried about what happened at home because there are some coaches like don't bring your personal stuff in the gym. That's easy to say. Yeah, it is. But and they they carrying that with them like you carrying them shoes around your neck. And what and what happens? And I just use myself for an instant because I was I was brought up to be honest in a village. Whether it's you, Spook, Billy, Mr. Henry, I had people who had their hands kind of into me. My brother. Yeah. Like people had their hands on me and I had to, you know, I had to decipher a lot of the information. So when I was able to understand the why, the why, when I knew the why, like, why are you sending me home? You hanging out here. Well, you don't need to be out here. It's not for you. Okay, go home. So yeah. when 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 they know the why part of this deal, far as you have to go to class, you have to go to study hall. Why? Because basketball is only going to last so long. Absolutely. You're going to be a person longer than you're going to be a basketball player. So when the person takes over, did I as a leader prepare you for the rest of your life? Degree, yeah. truth, understanding, listen to you, get information. Because if you can tell me anything, I have now identified some better in the relationship it's a bond because you know with all your family or your surrounding and I can go to coach Bell I know exactly who I can call because I know what I'm looking for these people are telling me I know what I'm going to get I'm going to go talk to my buddies and they're like man don't worry about that you're going to be good coach Bell going to tell me that's stupid that's not it let's think about handling this way did you look at it from this version it don't make mine always right but I at least want to if you're going to make a decision that could jeopardize a career jeopardize a future or someone else can i at least make you think for a second to say should i do this so can i buy that time with you to say i don't know if i should do this can i give you a second thought theory to where you can say no let me think about this to tomorrow you know so just 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 buying them time and like you know even myself you know when we moved back here you know and i want to give a big credit you know to lorraine and josiah and andre and keandre and sienna and jayla because for for the couple of years we went away for the division one tour and to seeing that level of excitement a level of play you know they made an investment in me 
Yeah. And they trusted in me to take care of the family while making the move out of our comfort zone. When having other chances to, well, we could have just stayed here in Columbia, Missouri. Could have been, at, you know, stayed at Mobley, but we moved and we went away and it just wasn't it for them. Mm-hmm. So myself, mm-hmm. I had to make a sacrifice for my family. Yeah. To yeah. say, I can make division one money and go home to a family that's not happy or not connected to a city or state. But what kind of man invest in money, go home to his family and say, it's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. We're fine. Go shop. Go do this. That's not it. So I had to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Leave money on the table to say, if this between money and my family, let's pack our bags because we're leaving. And that's who came back to Columbia, Missouri. Um, Instead of being seven and a half hours away, five hours away from Chicago, right in the mix. So I'm happy, but more important, they are happy. They're in a great place, great environment. And I come home better knowing that my family yeah. feels better versus yeah. my pockets. And, and 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of coaches that's out here that's that's chasing that bag, right? They they they're they're chasing that bag. Um some coaches, families are like some military families because they moving every other year, you know, again, there's no knock on coaches, but some coaches are, are chasing that dollar amount. And yeah, you know, money, money is important, right? We ain't going to say, say the thing. I ain't gonna say anything. Money is important, but as you said, your family is more important. And so there are a lot of people that get those nice checks but they work for coaches that they don't like. They're in environments that they don't like. They come home and they're having lots of home household problems. But then, so how does that parent expect for that coach to really be able to tap into their child if that coach can't really even tap into their own child or their own family? Which is why you get a lot of coaches and you you notice but there are a lot of coaches, especially when you move up to those higher levels, they don't really want – they want younger guys and they want single guys because they understand that grind and what it's going to take. But you talked about now you're not building athletes. You're building a connection and building bonds with relationships. Um, you, you, you go from having a hell of a career – at Mobley College, coaching the, uh, you know, and assistant coach for the men, head coach for the women, going back to the men's side. Um, and then, as you said, that D1 tour, you know, you had the opportunity to go to Texas and coach at a Division One college. Um, but based on your relationship, now you're back in that first seat, back on the women's side. Talk about how that connection happened because you understand that you're teaching your athletes about connections, about bonds. You've won championships. You've won conference titles. You've won rings. You've had All-Americans. You've had player of the years and on the men and women's side. And they all still call you Coach Bell, right? No matter how old they get. like, And with this job at Stevens College, 
How did that happen based on those relationships? You know, like I said before, like like it happened because my family was ready to go. You know, and I and I give I give a lot of credit to the understanding that it's not just about me. And like I said, I, I, I do give a lot of credit to Lorraine because she have real conversations with me and we talk about our family. So it happened from knowing my family wanted to be in an environment where they can feel home and they can feel connected to something. So it started from that. And then myself, I had to start looking and God opened some doors, you know, Lorraine, she got her, same job back from when she left. God opened that door back. Me, like I told her, I'll be fine. I'll figure this thing out from a basketball perspective. Yeah. And so Stevens College opened up, but it had been open for 30 days. And I was dealing with Battle High School, a couple other places. Could have went back to Mobile East and been an associate head coach on the yeah. side with Coach Pat Smith, my mentor. But there were some things in the work. And um, Dan, you know, my top assistant and recruiting yeah. coordinator at Stevens now, he called me and said, man, go and look on um, online this place called Stevens because I didn't know what Stevens was. I'm just going to be totally honest. But when okay. I did my research, I'm like, this is what we shoot for. But it had been open for 30 days. So I tell Dan, man, this job been open for 30 days, dude. Like, they got to be somewhere about to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. However, was God doing his work. So the relationships, you know, yeah. a great friend of mine at Mobley, which is the president, mm. and the president here at Stevens, you know, kind of knew each other. So just having those good relationships with people and they were able to have a conversation. And I did got a phone call from Dr. Lashley saying, I had a great conversation and I was just told you hadn't done your application yet. And I said, yeah, I was getting to it. So I was actually in the process of doing it, but so I ended up doing it, you know, and then I met some great, powerful people, man. And um, in that interview process, uh, our athletic director, Miguel Paredes is a really good guy who understands that it's not just about him but he had to go out and get people. If you're going to change culture, you got to get people who know how to do that, who's accustomed to that. I've been spoiled since I graduated college in 2008, working at Trinity Valley, being at Mobley, being around Pat Smith, a Hall of Fame coach, Michael Lamb is a Hall of Fame coach, Bill Davis and Guy Fur, two guys who are two of the best recruiters in the world as far as getting talent and going out and get it. I was spoiled to see that. So, Two weeks later, which I thought took like forever. So this is when it happened when I got the job. Andre, my oldest son, was going to Cookville High School in Cookville, Tennessee. Okay. He was doing signing to go to Mobley. Same guy who coached me is now coaching Andre, Coach Pat Smith. Yeah. Once he signed and he took his pictures and stuff at the high school, as we're leaving the school, I get a phone call from Stevens. And they offered me the job. So as he was getting the job to go to Missouri, Lorraine already had a situation. They had left a tougher time in my life. They left March 23rd. I couldn't get here to May, so that sucked. Yeah. But it worked out. Yeah. But I was saying, because you do it right, this is my thought. Yeah. I'm going to put you in position because you did exactly what you said you're going to do. You yeah. took care of your family. You, man, you manned up, and you showed <laughs> me that 
you were put on this earth to serve and not be served. So for that, we're going to open this door for you. And then we took Stevens and I am beyond excited about this place. Mm. I know that um, it's very, not a lot of people know about it. You know, it existed for over 188 years. So all women's college and myself to have two sisters, just a mother who took care of six kids and two daughters. This place became a little bit more personal for me because now I can say that I am helping to see women who back in the days work, cook, clean, go home. That's it. Limited. Yeah. And sprinkles of, you know, like listen to my mom, all they can do is work, cook, clean, limitations. Yeah. And they sprinkle in a little of Title IX stuff to try to even it out and it still is not even out. Yeah. And then watching the NCAA tournament a little bit and the you know, women talking about look at their locker room and look at our environment where we practice at. <laughs> so I told myself, man, what a golden opportunity to give back to the women's side of things and really fight for it and see young ladies go out, go to a college that's a focal point about you. You become what's important. You are the power of what matters and what's important. And I wanted to just stand behind them and say, whatever you do, you got me. And I want you to be able to look man, woman, child, boss, CEO in the face Mm -hmm. and know that you can handle anything because you're going to get prepared as such that you are in power. And the president of the college, Ms. Diane Lynch, is a phenomenal lady. And having conversations with her about the vision, where she want to go, what she's trying to do, it all said to me that you prepare for this moment. And just because it's not a winning program, how transformational will it be when we turn this place into that, because from a location standpoint, being right downtown in Columbia, Missouri, to be around where people start to see that man, because basketball is a big deal. And once people start to put towards the yeah. road yeah. and all that stuff go up and you start winning and yeah. getting accustomed to what you've been doing, yeah. it's going to be a place people want to be. And Correct. then it's like you go from recruiting to selecting. And now mm. part of that because if you're selling yeah. just basketball and basketball is your ticket, yeah. I feel I have a competitive advantage because what is basketball? Yeah. Is yeah. that the only thing you got? <clears throat> yeah. Is that all that you, you have to offer? You be a part of something that says right and true, values my child as a person first, and make sure that when this thing is done now, don't talk about being bigger than basketball because when this thing happened for me, I got Sydney Flood, who was one of my assistant coaches, who I trained since he was in seventh grade. She's now on the coaching staff with me. Romika Wallace is a kid who was at Mobley when I was there coaching on the men's side. And I watched her. She was an All-American and came through and went to the University of Omaha. I was All-American and she called me, really wanted to get in coaching. She was a good kid when I was there. She's on my coaching staff. Mm. Coach Dan Sowu is my college teammate and the godfather of my two sons. Yeah, That's after basketball. When they yeah. had nobody else pushing them in and letting them in, I brought That's them in because I want to be connected with people that care about me. 
yeah. and will care about my players that I can bring around my family and know that we're comfortable. That's so, that that bond that you're talking about, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and and you know I, I definitely you know I want to shout out uh, Eric Saunders, man. You know he he definitely appreciates your dedication, Coach Dre. Um, you know, wish us both a Merry Christmas. You know, Raul Woodard, you know, thanks for your life experience and knowledge, man, on this forum, you know, all the way from the DMV, man. Um, you know, the 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 you know, the legend himself, Steve Alexander. You know, Steve, uh Coach Bell is at Stevens College, all He's women Columbia, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, Columbia, Missouri. Yep. And you already know that Dre he is, used to ref me um yeah. so yeah. And I was in with Mr. Henry, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, so and and if Drake can't make it out, you you know he got he got ears and eyes uh on you know to the streets, you know me me one and you know all over. But you know I want to go back for a minute, Dre, because you know you opened up talking about that you want things earned, not given, right? But there are 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 um. You know, there are some people that, that might have just heard you and you said that the president at Mobley, I believe, right, was good friends with the president. Now, at Stevens College, they had a conversation. So some people may be like, man, well, like you was given that job. But to your point, you earned that job based on your work history in your experience, because if you didn't do a good job in Mobley with Coach Pat Smith or not, but if you didn't do a good job of instilling truth in your athletes, and, and again, in Mobley, you, which is one of the top junior colleges in the country for years and decades, but from the men and women's side, you've shown how you can develop people, not just athletes. So you still earn the right for that president to get on the phone and say, hey, you almost would be a fool if you don't take a look at this guy because he does it the right way and he's for you. You know, so I just want to, you know, I, I put my critic hat on because I don't want somebody like, man, well, he was, yes, he was giving that. I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to cut you off on this because I'm okay with people saying it was given to me. Well, what was given to me was an opportunity that most people hadn't taken in life when Coach Pat Smith said to me, do you want to come to Bemidji State in northern Minnesota and not go to southwest Oklahoma? So right. I took that opportunity to lead the streets in Chicago and take advantage of that. Because, however, I have watched some of my childhood friends grow up, yep. not take advantage, that are very, ultraly more talented than me. Yeah. So now this is something that I take really well. You know, I met a guy named John Pelfrey, played at the University of Kentucky, a guy who let Kristen Layton hit, hit, Kristen Layton hit the shot when they played Duke. Yeah. And we started learning more about the mindset. And I believe that knowing now what I do know, that the mindset is the greatest separator of individuals. It is a competitive advantage that I use because of my struggles, my upbringing. So when somebody can say to me, you was given this, I would like to say, put these shoes on, yeah. walk these bricks that I walk and say, I don't want these shoes because what you had to go through to get there, I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. So 
I don't have somebody picking up phones or coached up these Division One universities and all these other people that's got these jobs, these AAU programs and things of that nature. I just use myself and just outwork people. You know, when things start to happen and people see you care about others, they start to help you. They start to say, you know what? That guy going somewhere. Maybe he can take this person with him. So me being from Chicago, you know, I see, uh, you know, Dan laugh on me a lot of time. He say, man, a lot of these people talk about these Chicago guys and the Chicago players and the Chicago coaches. And sometimes you never get mentioned. I said, I can give two lessons about it. Yeah. Because if they knew me, they know me for who I am. They don't know right. me from basketball. Right. So you got all these big name guys that pop up and they're like, oh man, he's stud. Let's interview him. Let's have him. And they're like, yeah. I got just as much done as those guys. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not boasting. If not more. I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about the impact of others. Yeah. I'm talking about how many kids can pick up the phone and say, Coach Bell, I need you. Right. I don't have a situation. Can you point me in these spots? So I'm okay with people saying. Well, if you knew the president and they knew them and he was giving them. But what if I blow the opportunity? What if I blow the opportunity to have a good name and not make people willing to make those phone calls or not make people willing to sacrifice the chance to say, I'm going to vouch for you because I know you're going to do the right thing. So nothing was given. It had to be earned. Exactly. 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 And 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 that was why I wanted to pose that, like I said, put the credit no, for those people. But Talk about, man, when you said put yourself last, right? So what a lot of people don't understand is great leaders leave from behind, right? Yeah. You know, people think that leaders leave from the front. Well, if you leave from the front, how are you going to see what's going on behind you to really be able to make those adjustments? So real leaders leave from be behind so that they can then direct, adjust, and help adapt to what's going on. The same way if you're playing a zone, right? And so many people hate zone. I don't understand it. They don't because they don't under probably don't understand the game or defense. But when you're in the zone or when you're that last line of defense, you can see everything. And so that's the most important person, especially that person on the weak side. Because they can see everything. So can you talk about when you say, like, you put yourself last, and I hear it as leading from behind. Can you talk about that? Well, to mention even more, like, myself, like, let's talk in this fashion. There's a lot of people who run camps and clinics, right? And there's a lot of people who do a lot of other stuff. I don't do price stuff. Like, I, I may, let's just say I run a training clinic or a training session, and where some people, you see their prices, and I'm like, you charge this kid $100 for an hour or $75 for an hour to do that? And I'm saying to myself, I'll do that for 20 bucks with more experience than you on a higher level. Because what if my training to this kid creates an opportunity? D1, D2, NAIA, a walk-on opportunity? That's more impactful. Because now... We are in position to say, why? Why did you do that? Because um, Coach Pat Smith did it for me. And some people say, man, why are you working these camps? You're a Division I coach or you're a top-level Division I JUCO coach. 
I don't care. What does that mean? What is that? Like when people say I'm a division one player. Okay. What is that? That's your value. A division one player. Great. Go be a division one player. What's your value though? My value is can I invest in people? And with that value comes. Text me when you guys do you want to do this? No. I love doing this. Some people do it for the likes, the comments, the tweets. I'm doing it because growing up where I came from, as you well know, can I be that one guy like Pat Smith that changed your life? He changed minds. Get me on the streets in Chicago and say, you can go places. I was a kid who grew up that never really went downtown because I just came out of the house, went to the block, walked around the corner. That's my neighborhood. Right. So when I started meeting different people and seeing that it is other people besides blood that can care about you and help you, I start seeing more things. I start getting to move more places. So when Coach Smith opened an opportunity for me, it was just about, I want to help you get somewhere that you think you can't go. And, 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 and that's called exposure, right? You know, you hear about, you know, parents and athletes, all they talk about, man, you know, I, I you know, and no, no, not to the club, AU, whatever, but they're selling exposure, right? And the, that, the exposure that they're selling is that they're going to be able to be in front of somebody like you or somebody like me or, or other coaches to where they can see them. But you what think you're about talking this, about, with, think about coach, this with, with, with Coach Pat, Pat Smith is he was able to take you, right, as, as a person living in Chicago that never really went downtown. You go from, you know, around the block, down the street, around the block, down the street. That was your hood, and 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 we see this in so many athletes. That's their hood. Yet, what you was getting from Pat Smith was exposure. That there's so much else out here to life, as opposed to just down the street, around the corner, down the street, around the corner. And when like people don't really understand exposure, it's not just playing in front of coaches. It's, and, and yeah, you may go to different states and things, but are you really taking that in, or are you just going to different states to go in a hotel and, and swim again? It, it ain't no knock, but the exposure is what breeds success in most people, and you are a testament of that. Because I mean, think about this, too, right? You you personally know how much I love coaching. So when I used to work five stock camps for ten hours a day, and Tone come to me and say. I need a favor out of you. What's that? I don't need you coaching this week. I need somebody to man that dorm and make sure authority and accountability is taken care of. And I say, whatever we got to do to make this thing work. Yeah. So I just believe when you do stuff like that, those are those phone calls when people say, man, I know this guy recruited all these players and he's had all the Americas and he won all the championships. Who is he, though? Yeah. A selfless person. Yeah. Do whatever it takes for the team to win want to help others, see others succeed. So that's the type of stuff that people may say, <clears throat> I want my kid to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Because that's a value that says, when it all boils down to it, who you are, how you treat people, they're going to remember that. Because money, however, there's not a number for nobody. Right. Because why you just can't be a thousand that constantly have money. 
wouldn't be a millionaire. A millionaire probably wouldn't be a billionaire. But what happens when they say, man, he's a millionaire, but he's a complete jerk. I would never want to be around that guy with no part of this. However, some of these opinions, I just want people to say, because when I leave this earth, I want people to say, I want to help you because your dad, you know my dad? Yeah, your dad helped so many other people. And if you ever need anything, you can call on me. Here's my number because of the way I took care of others. And nothing's perfect, but I at least want to at least give people a shot. I want to give people a chance to see that when I didn't have a chance, somebody gave me one. So why not return the favor? Right. And I think that's what becomes more important. And that's why I really like it here as Steve is because it's really about the student and more importantly, the woman. But the vision here means learn, grow, get better, even through failure. That's my philosophy. I want my players to learn, grow, and get better, even through failure. Because everybody loves success. Everybody raise their hand when you say, who want to win? Everybody wants to win, but do they know how? Right. And with that, you want to make sure you get impact. And now that I'm back here, I get the coach in one of the best AAU programs, which is Phenom basketball in, in Missouri, and I'm able to be around people that is trying to help others. You know, i got a really good friend, you know, Greg Loxton and, you know, Dennis and, you know, Mike Jackson and those guys who are just good people. And what are we doing now to help this group go out and be successful? And because they got their own name. I mean, you take kind of like, you know, that love the game of basketball, but also is using it to help impact lives. I think that person going to last longer than people who do it for money because most people in this business that do it for money, there's some attached to it. And then there's cheating. And then there's other things. And then when those things happen and they get the negative publicity, they sorry, they got caught. And I started for what they did to the game of basketball, leaving those marks on it. So yeah. Yeah. No, they only, I just want to impact. They're only sorry that they got caught, but that, that, you know what you're talking about is value, right? Being valuable. And so always, I, I always tell athletes and I always talk to parents, you know, one of my personal life coaches, right? Um, always talks about what's your PVL, right? What's your personal value level? And if there are a, a lot of athletes that don't really understand their personal value level. They really don't understand what value I bring. You may not even play, but you're on this team. You're part of this program because you're valuable, yeah. right? And us as coaches, it's our job to not only coach the game of basketball and help them develop, but to be able to help athletes and young people uncover and understand how you're valuable in this situation. Now, how you're valuable in this situation, you may not be as valuable in another situation, but there's something else about you that can bring value there. But we have to help athletes understand that personal value level, and then they will be accepted almost any place that they go because they'll be able to understand, okay, well, this is what I can bring. This is what I can do. And, you know, there are a lot of of adults that don't really understand their value and so therefore a lot of athletes are really just seen as a seen as co commodities almost like okay you know like guards come a dime a dozen right 
You don't want to be a commodity. You want to be something of value to where somebody like, I need this. I have to have this. This is going to help me and my program or my team or my class or my family be better about what I bring to them that value. And so I think that a lot of parents, a lot of athletes, a lot of coaches have to really start focusing on value. Um, but you have to have some values yeah. <laughs> in order to understand how to bring your value. But Dre, can can you talk about, man, because you dropped it on us and you moved past it. And so I always talk about there's a difference in a recruitable kid and a place kid, right? And so a recruitable kid is me going out to tournaments, just watching. And now I'm just looking at that athlete. Not just that person, but a placed athlete. Somebody called me, same way that the presidents talk, right? And so that person is has still earned the right, as you said, the opportunity to have that phone call about them. But I feel much better. I felt much better as a coach when I can get this individual that I'm just recruiting, but this individual that was placed with me. So now when that hard coaching comes up and that adversity comes up, this person is going to fall by the wayside, probably quit, coach don't like me, whatever. But now I can get on the phone and say, hey, Dre, man, remember you called me about, you know, Keandre or whatever, like, he ain't going to class. She ain't doing, you know, can you not help me with that person? And so that's the difference in athletes being recruited and athletes being placed. But you just said something different. I want you to break it down. You, you said right now you're recruiting, but it's going to eventually go to y'all are selecting. Can you break that down? Yeah, because that's called building a winning culture. And when you can build a winning culture, that's what it's about, building a winning culture. Everybody want to be a part of that. And you want to talk about great coaches? Think about what Gino did with Connecticut. He went from just busting his butt, recruit, 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 to now he can go out and say, I want that. I want that. And they get it because – Everybody want to be a part of winning, but he got a culture there too. He coached them hard. So lies of value that says, if my daughter play for this guy, she's going to get more than basketball. And then people start to talk about, well, I know a guy you should consider. Yeah. Yeah? Why? And they tell you, they're like, call him. I want her to go there. So it just, it just changes. And it all starts with the relationship piece. Transactional relationships Come play for me. Leave, see you later, never talk again. Transformational. Coach Rowe, Coach Sydney, Coach Dan. Always a part of basketball when I was playing it. Now they're part of my coaching staff when nobody else probably was letting them in or they was too young or didn't have the experience. Worry about that. Come here and I'll let you fail for me while I help you do it. So when we recruit and we go out and I don't need the credit because I know I can recruit. It's going to go to them because I'm telling them, you tell me who we need to go get. Let all of us evaluate this opportunity and then we'll go out and get what's best for our program because that's what's going to matter, you know. And like I said, I know it's I know it's Christmas Eve and I know we all got to get to our family. So, you know, I just want to make sure people understand this. Value players as people first. The coaching takes effect. When they know they got somebody they can count on. The basketball connects us. It don't make or break us if we win or lose. It make or break us. 
when kids have a bad experience because of a lack of leadership. And if I have to be a good leader and expose myself and be vulnerable to my players about my life personally and tell them what's going on with me, it makes them easy to tell me what's going on with them because now we have a connection. We have, we have both accepted each other for who we are, what we come with. And now when I say, I'm jumping off this bridge, you coming? You got 15 people behind me jumping. Coach, I'm going first. It's a race because we all connected, because we know we care about each other. That's the most important part. Because if, if, think about this, like I said, money, there's not a number. Winning is a result. If you're result-driven, never going to be satisfied. Process-driven, however, means you're going to continuously chase it. Like I tell you all the time, chasing greatness. It'll never get old. And when I'm done with that, I'm still going to put myself in position where now the family has benefited because of a connection to basketball and we've all taken care of each other and other people. So when I look at myself as a coach, I want people to say, yeah, they won. But man, I'm just telling you, man, that do impact lives. Yeah. yeah. From that, we'll win because the best player is going to say, I ain't got to put up with that crap. I'm right. going to play for coach. Right. Regardless, regardless where he's at, if it's a D1, if it's an NAIA, Division II, Division Three, JUCO, it really don't matter because, and, you know, athletes and parents should understand this too, right? It's not just the name on the front, right? It's the individual that's behind that program, that's leading that program, and if they really care about you. But what I heard you say, right, as we get ready to close out, is everything I heard you talk about, if it's, if it's jumping off that bridge, if it's results-driven, um, transactional versus transformational, those are all things that deals with delayed gratification, right? There are a lot of people that, you know, the microwave generation, they they just want it now. But the the, the real success isn't always right away. It's in that delayed gratification. Okay, Coach Dre said that we need to jump, right? I don't really know why we jumping. But once we land, I can get that delayed gratification once we land, right? After the season is over a lot of times is when athletes really see, man, we have something special. But a lot of people don't have the patience to deal with what's coming as a result of what you're doing right here. Right. Right. And so as long as you're doing the right thing along the way, it may not show up right away. So to you parents, right, if if as long as your athlete keeps working in the classroom, keeps working on the court, right, keeps working on themselves personally and individually, it will pay off in the end. But a lot of times, a lot of play, parents be like, oh, well, my kid play with, like, this person got some offers or they doing this. Or, it will come as long as you stay consistent. That delayed gratification will come. And, man, listen, and, you know, you talk about winning. Like, they 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 had y'all pick 10, right? You know, as we get ready to close, you know, I, I yeah, winning, we are in a results business. It's either wins or losses. That ain't no gray area, right? It's either wins or losses. You lose too much, they 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 may fire you. But that's why you got to have them golden handcuffs, which is about taking care of people, 
Because now it's like, okay, well, maybe Coach just had a bad year. Maybe it was a bad group. Maybe it was things going on. But we know at the end of the day, this this is a good person. But you ultimately do want to win because, they, like, you know, you're not – you're coaching to help people, but you want to help them people win too, right? You know, but y'all was picked last or 10th in the conference. You know, y'all are currently 2-0 tied for first place. Like, talk about – as we get ready to close out, Dre, like talk about how it makes you feel to prove people wrong. You know, you that guy from the south side of Chicago, you ain't had no book bag, you went to junior college, and then you went to a school way up in Minnesota. Maybe people didn't hear about you coached on a JUCO level, but again, you you won, you won, you won. How how empowering is it and rewarding is it to just keep proving people wrong? You know, I just think this, and I'll, I'll end with saying this, you know, even when proving people wrong, so to speak, it just don't matter because it's other people's opinion. And I'm not into the politic thing, but I just want to make a couple points because even picking us last and us being first, it don't matter. Only thing there is action. The only place that lasts action right now is the present moment. So picking us last, us being first, don't matter. Past, future. In the past, nothing but a distraction. In the future, there's nothing happening either one, past or, or, or future. In the present moment, what am I doing to, to work hard every single day? Leader, coaching my coaches, coaching my players, pushing them forward to understanding that the top and the bottom is not far away. So what are we going to do every single day? We have to put the work in. Now, People have said this. Donald Trump will win the presidency. He did. Biden did. Not into politics. They said last year the Lakers will win the championship. They did. Oh, I know who's going to do it. Brooklyn got it for sure. They did. Milwaukee did it. At the end of the day, it's just other people's opinion. So whether I'm proving people wrong, if that's how people look at it, I just look at it this way. I'm going to put the work in and let the results of me putting the work in every single day Show when it's time to perform. Show when it's time to coach. If I fail, however, I've been there too, so I'm comfortable there too. I've won before, so I'm comfortable there too. Every single day I'm trying to be the best version. So we like where we're at right now. I'm not satisfied because that don't matter. We're going to work to be one of the best teams in the country for years to come, and that's the only thing that's going to matter. And we're going to push forward and keep moving forward. And when it's all said and done now, when we do what we do, we like being at the top. We had a month and a half to recruit. So we have a lot of time to do a lot of different things. We just put it into work, Carvel. And I'm going to grind this thing out. And I'm going to just do what I do best. I'm going to try to outwork people every single day. And I'm going to instill that mentality into my team, into my coaches, that let everybody have all this talent. Let everybody be the best team in the league. We just got to put the work in. Because even at Mobley, where we had undefeated seasons, you know, throughout conference and districts and things of that nature, we never talked about the record. Next game. You ask my team right now, hey, what's the, what's the biggest game? The next game. Yeah, the next one. Why is this a big game? Because it's the next game. So, yeah. you know, I just want to end by saying, you know, I'm thankful. You know, I'm always blessed to 
get with you and always encourage people to read your books or follow you and understand and see what you got going on because I know what you're doing is bigger than just for you is to help others like myself or programs and things of that nature. But I am going to use my hard work and my taking care of people to carry me the rest of the way. And when I'm done with this thing for us coaching, I'll be happy because I know people will be able to say, man, he took care of people. And yeah. that's going to take care of me the rest of my life. So I'm always thankful for you and your program. And we're happy to be here. Stevens College, you know, where you're being valued as a person first matters, top priority, and learn, grow, and get better even through failure because we're going to be there with you no matter what. And I talk about good days, bad days, some days better than other. We're going to be there for you. And if you want to be a part of something right and true, we feel like we got that. But we're not going to let you be a part of a program that says basketball, let's win. No, life, let's win. And let's connect through basketball. So I do appreciate you. And thanks for taking this time. And, you know, appreciate people who was listening. But, you know, I would encourage people to support Carmel because I think he values the right things and helping others. And that's what it's about. And that's what we value. So I do appreciate you. Like Merry Christmas to everybody out there. You know, I wish you all just be safe. You know, keep prayers and families in mind that it's not going to be around for Christmas and New Year's because of sickness, because of this pandemic we're dealing through. And just hold on. Because like Alexis Williams said on my team, when I first met her and she got on campus, she wrote a sticky note on my desk and said, just because today wasn't a good day don't mean tomorrow won't be coach and i look at that every single day on my desk and i just think that's important so i just want to thank everybody and tell them merry christmas and be safe yeah man i definitely appreciate you you know as i say you are you know you're a vet to the show man i, I you know i love having you man you know, I love you like a brother you already know that man you know we we you know um push each other to continue to be better you know, for those, you know, parents that have, you know, uh, women, athletes, basketball players. And I get people all the time like, do you just work with 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 males or men? No, you know, I work with with people, right? Basketball players. And but if you want uh, uh, your kid to be in a program that cares about them, you know, um, and a place in which they can grow, you definitely want to reach out to Coach Bell, you know. Um, Dre, how can they get in contact with you? I mean, our email on our, on my website, we got the email right. up there, uh, phone number. They can find me on Facebook, my cell phone yeah. number, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, you know, I'll put it in this live chat. You know, they can reach out via email. It don't matter. You know, yeah. they can reach out to you and say, I'm trying to get in touch with him. My yeah. number is very available. I have no secrets about it. I've had it since 2008, but you know, whatever we got to do, you know, we want to make a connection with people yeah. and that's all that matters. So and that's, and that's huge, man. So, you know, again, Stevens college, right? Columbia, Missouri, y'all go check out coach Andre Bell. And, you know, as he said, you know, if, if it's understanding life through the game of basketball, if it's creating the perfect storm, if it's our hoops mastery program, whatever it is, right. You know, I have a free training, right. That a free recruitment, um training you can go check that out at be the right recruit.com right it gives you an insight a little bit about what we talked about that you don't really hear right what we talked about tonight 
you aren't going to really hear it from a lot of coaches. You aren't going to really hear it from a lot of people that really tell you the truth behind what real coaches are looking for. And they're not just looking for athletes because it's our job. We can help somebody get better at basketball. But our job is more about helping people get better in life. And so um, what 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 my Christmas gift is, right, to everybody that's, that's, that's watching this, is I went in a vault and I pulled out, Coach, I pulled out one of my old courses, man, that's, that's still an oldie but goodie to still today, right? It's normally – uh it's normally like 497 we 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 doing a special last minute i know his parents still looking last minute gifts it's only 97 bucks right and they get the course it's, it's theirs forever right they get to keep the course forever but that's the link um https right bitly uh b2bsd sleeper right you go there you get it got all the modules got all the videos got all of the worksheets to be able to help your athlete grow just a little bit more, right? So you definitely want to go and check that out. Um, this is Coach Bell's email address. And, you know, again, we appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all have a safe and Merry Christmas. And as always, right, as we always say, keep striving for the top because it is crowded as hell at the bottom. All right? So until next time, as we give y'all the end, the outro music. Y'all be good, and we will talk to y'all on the next round. All right, peace. Yo, just so you understand it, this is Coach Carvel Bailey's program with the spirit of Bob Hambry. This is Bless the Ball, helping athletes, and we represent. Study your craft, your mentality leads to excellence. It's all about your mindset. We'll never stop addressing this, so be positive and not a pessimist. Confidence took James Harden higher. If you really want it, it ain't gonna be easy. It's gonna be hard as carbon fiber, but we got you. From counseling to workshops, we do it. You'll go farther with a scholarship. We'll help you get recruited. Yo, anyone can dribble and shoot, but it's the ones who study basketball internally that make it to Duke University. Knowledge goes around. The game is played from the neck up and not from the shoulders down. This is Bless the Ball, helping you with obstacles. The athletes are the rocket. Bless the Ball is the rocket fuel. If you hit a wall, we can help you slowly climb it. So keep a mamba mentality like Kobe Bryant. Bless the Ball. Cherish the opportunities that you have. Bless the Ball. Use your mentality to master the crowd. Bless the Ball. Come join our team. It's a new day. Follow our steps and watch how much better you play. Bless Cherish the opportunities that you have. Use your mentality to master the craft. Come join our team. It's a new day. Follow our steps and watch how much better you play. Yo, Coach Carvel Bailey. Hey, listen to your coach, man. He ain't no scrub off the street. That man got credentials, academic and street. Believe it. And my name is Strategic.